Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Q. Your morning starts now. <laughs> it's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast presented by Pure Romance. Host your parties today. Visit pureromance.com. Cincinnati's Q102 Jeff and Jen morning show 751. Few scattered snow showers this morning. Very light snow showers with no real accumulation expected. Otherwise, partly cloudy and a high of 31 today. Right now, it's 28 with Jeff and Jen on Cincinnati's Q102. And- for the first time in 2016, Nine News consumer reporter John Matarese joins us so you don't waste your money. Good Yay, morning, John. Good morning, John. Good morning, Jeff and Jen and Fritch and Tim. Great to be back and listening to you this morning coming in. I learned that my New Year's, New Year's resolution needs to be to have more red wine and chocolate. Yes, yep. you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> Plan. I like that a lot. Uh, but here's something that you might want to watch out for this new year, and it's phony Bengals jerseys. Yes, Count, you see them everywhere. Counterfeit so Bengals wrong. jerseys. Uh, what's happening is these websites in China are selling official NFL Bengals Nike jerseys for like $49. You know, Which the ones that the should be $100, $120. If you want a game jersey, it's like $250. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's there's a site. Some, some Bengals. It looks so official. It even has the it even has the uh, the logo. It says It'll, Pro Shop on yeah, it. Yeah, some of these some of these are fake, but you have what you have to do is it says Bengals Pro Shop, but then you look at the the contact us and you find that it's it's either a, a no place at all, or it's in China. So ah. you think, oh, Bengals Pro Shop, and I see a Bengals logo and a Nike swoosh. Oh, and a picture of, uh, there, there's A.J. Green. So, oh. you know, it, it, it's just so official. I didn't and, realize the Cincinnati Bengals opened a pro shop in China. No, no, they did, they did not. But this is official Bengals jerseys. I mean, it's amazing. You have to be so careful because we've had complaints over at Not In Your Side from people who said they ordered in Early November for a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Two days before Christmas, Still the Bengals jersey, you know, for their 12-year-old son had not arrived in two months. And that's because a lot of these places are in China selling these. They are knockoff jerseys. And if you get them, uh, we went down to Cook Sporting Goods downtown on 4th Street. Really, really neat store to go to. And uh, they showed us the difference because they had one. And and it's like an iron-on, you know? Oh, and, no. and, and, oh. Really? It's yeah. like so. Here's number 14. It's a little iron-on. I mean, these are cheap things if you get them at all. So you need to be so careful. If you are ordering Bengals gear, Please go to a legitimate sporting goods shop, uh, the mm-hmm. Bengals Pro Shop, Dick Sporting Goods, Cooks, something like and that. And if you can't tell the difference visually, you'll notice after the first washing or two. Oh, yes. oh heck yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the, uh, the number 14 becomes the number four. Well, yeah. even, the, even the color orange is different. Like some of the, because you see people walking around, yes. you're like, why is their orange faded so different or from day our glow. orange? Yeah, it'll it's be like so some different. day glow orange. That's or not neon. Even, yeah, that's not, yeah. yeah. Right. Neon orange on the shoulders. It's like, wait a minute, that's not an official Bengals jersey. So I know we're all excited. Uh, we want to we root for them against Pittsburgh this weekend, but Yay. please watch where you watch where you order from. And, and please, you know, if you're ordering now, you'll probably miss the Super Bowl anyway. So, so just go to a legitimate <laughs> 
Ultimate Store and get your Bengals gear there. Hey, later today on Nine on Your Side, some New Year's resolutions to make you a smarter consumer and avoid scams this season. Later today, so you don't waste your money. All right. Thank you, John. Q. Sometimes the first date seals your fate. It's the second date update with Jeff and Jen on Q102. When are we going on our second date? You said you'd call me. How long should I wait? Amanda is inquiring about this guy, Mark. Mark has gone MIA. This coming on the heels of a date that I assume they went on, but Amanda's going to tell us the whole story. Hey, Amanda, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. So what happened? You went on a date with this guy and then he blew you off? I did, yeah. Um, Give us a story. Let's start from the beginning. How did you two meet? Um, we met at a friend's Christmas party, and he works with one of my friend's husbands, and um, he's recently single, and my friend has been telling me for a while that she thought we would meet or that we should meet. And um, I normally hate setups, but this one was pretty perfect. Mm-hmm. I was actually kind of surprised. My friend tries to play matchmaker sometimes, and it just does not work out. But this guy, he was so nice, and we spent most of the party talking to each other, and he kept fetching me drinks. And after a couple hours, he actually did get me under the mistletoe. Oh. So it was very sweet. Mm-hmm. He's a great kid. Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Nice. Right? <laughs> Mistletoe does has a, have its perks and benefits, that's for sure. Very true. It makes men good kissers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it breaks that ice of whether, you know, you want to kiss somebody, but you're not sure, and you can pull them under the mistletoe, and if they say no, it can be a joke. Right. Yeah. Just being playful. Yes. True. But we definitely behaved ourselves at the party, um, and after the party, we went our separate ways. Um, he texted me the very next day, and we made plans to go to dinner. Um, He took me to Ember's, and it was so nice and so elegant. Uh, It was great to get him alone. He's really great at conversation, and he has a lot going for him in his life, and it was just very casual. We were able to talk, and um, it's hard to have a meaningful conversation at a party, but it's different at dinner. Right. For sure. Um, Yeah, everything was great. Uh, We stayed there late, just sipping wine and talking, and then he took me home. He came in for a little while, um, but we made control. Good. <laughs> Maintained control, sort of. Um, yeah, it was nice. And then he left, and I haven't heard anything since. And I am so confused. Confusion sucks. sucks. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of bummed. I mean, I it sounds like everything was so perfect so You're far. Off to a great start. Right. Well, I give you both credit uh, for being very brave to start something up this time of year. Oh yeah. You know, heading right into the holidays, it's it's a little. Yeah, you know, there's a lot going on. So maybe he's just been busy with obligations. Yeah, that could be. How know, long has it been? And, 
would you say? It's been about a week and a half. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's so hopefully, I mean, time. hopefully he's just been busy. But we're talking over Christmas and New Year's, and if you've just started dating somebody, there's that whole, oh, yeah. do I take him, do I don't take him, do I buy him something, do right. I don't buy him? Yeah. Oh. But he could still shoot a text. I mean, it sounds like it's been so great. He could still be like, hey, been busy, thinking about you. Yeah. Now, I got to ask, because I have female friends who have done this, you didn't put the... I just wanted to have someone with me because it's the holidays time vibe. Right. Did you? I, I hope not. I don't. I I usually try and be very sincere, um, and that wasn't the case with him. Um, cool. I I might have. I'm. I might say maybe, but we had such a good conversation at dinner. Like maybe at the Christmas party that was the case, but at dinner it was something else. Cool. Okay. okay. Just checking. Tell you what, we're going to take a break and put you on hold while we do that so that Fritch can get the phone number, and we will call Mark and find out what he thought of Amanda and his date with her coming up next with Jeff and Jen on Q102. Sometimes the first date seals your fate. It's the second date update with Jeff and Jen on Q102. When are we going on our second date? All right, Amanda met this guy, Mark, through a matchmaking friend at a Christmas party. Guess they've been talking about setting these two up for a while, and the Christmas party provided the perfect backdrop, mistletoe, and all. Pretty instant chemistry. He texted her the next day. They had dinner at Embers. Stayed there late, just kind of sipping wine, talking. Uh, the environment at Embers was very conducive to kind of getting to know another person outside of the party atmosphere. So she felt like they really connected. And then they went back to her place. They controlled themselves at her place. But that was it. It didn't end at the drop-off, which is kind of a positive sign. But then again, we haven't heard from him in a week and a half. And... This is where Amanda's left scratching her head. So, Amanda, unless you have anything else to add, we're just going to go ahead and call him. That sounds good. I'm excited. All right. Excited is better than nervous, I guess. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm a little of both, but I'm mostly excited to see what happens. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. Hi, can we speak to Mark, please? Speaking. Hey, Mark, it's Jeff and Jen from the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. How are you doing this morning? No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fritch. <laughs> Fritch and Tim are both here. The whole gang is here. Good morning, Mark. Good Don't hang morning, up, Mark. Mark. Happy on, New Year. Stay on the line. I know who this is about. Okay. Probably on the other line. Yes. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Mark. <laughs> okay, so what happened? Well, all we heard was that you guys hit it off at the Christmas party, and then you took her out on a date at Embers, which Amanda said was lovely, by the way, and then that was that. She never heard from you again. Oh, God, I feel like a jerk. Well, what happened at Embers or after Embers that has caused you to just go MIA? Just a situation. She knows about the situation, kind of. A situation with her or with you? With me. Well, what's going on? My ex. Oh, your ex. What's up with your ex? I didn't know he had an ex. Everybody's we broke up ex. a couple months ago, and she's really not taking the, the breakup all that well. This is an ex-girlfriend or ex-wife? Girlfriend. Okay. And she's not taking it well? No, she's been showing up at my family's doorstep. She's been calling me all the time, and she always had a really difficult time around 
the holidays, but um, I don't know. It, it, it just it, it was mutual when we broke up, but now it seems like she just doesn't really know where she stands. You know, we had a long discussion, and I kind of think that you know she's beginning to come back around to the same way she felt when we broke up. Mm. So it was one of those, you both decided you were going to break up, but then the holidays hit, and she always has a tough time around the holidays, so she was needing you. Were you guys exactly. together for a long time? Four years. Four years. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Yeah, She's going back to accepting it more, and, you know, I made it perfectly clear to her that I really do not think that this should continue. We've already been done for a while. It should be kept that way. So... I mean, are things completely done with your ex, like completely done? I don't know about yeah. that. Fair question. <laughs> it sounds like I mean, you were just... perfectly clear. Yeah, it sound... and, and it... Go ahead. It sounds like you were just trying to, like, clear the drama before you went further. Exactly. But why did you completely ghost, though? I mean, I don't know if Amanda was going to ask you that, but, I mean, if you're trying to clear, like, why wouldn't you just be like, hey, I have a lot going on. Let me talk to you in January. Yeah, I'm kind of troubled by that, too. Like, I mean, I feel like if you're in it, you would have been at least a little bit in it. Have, have you guys ever been in, in such an intense situation to where sometimes you just kind of felt like doing nothing was better than doing something and then regretting it at the time? Yeah, it's like you're putting your hand, your head in the sand kind of thing and just, I'll deal with it tomorrow. Well, you probably weren't ready to answer any questions that Amanda might have at that point either. Right. So you think then that your ex has, has come to accept the fact that you guys are done for real? You haven't given her yeah. any reason to think otherwise? Absolutely not, you know. And after the breakup, I thought she was accepting of it then, but then now all this and... With the holidays and stuff, mm -hmm. she got yeah. lonely, right? Okay. Yeah, but wow. So she's not calling you anymore? She's not showing up at your place? Like, if Amanda goes out with you again, and I guess this is what I'm troubled with, is that if she goes out with you again, <laughs> is this ex going to be stalking you? Is she going to show up in a parking lot someplace? Yeah, because here comes Valentine's Day. I doubt it. I doubt it. But, um... <sighs> well, if she does, no. you got to realize, both of you, that that's not you, Mark, doing that. That's... Crazy ex-girlfriend. You can't control another. You know, you can say, back off, see you later. Fair enough. But Amanda needs to go into this eyes wide open. Yes, Absolutely. and Mark needs to do some finality here. I mean, I haven't heard anything to where he was like, I told her, don't call me anymore. This is over. We're just trying to make sure you've done your job, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of am like a little on my girlfriend's side over here. Amanda, like, alarmed. Yes, yes. I definitely told her that. You know, she kind of was needy around the holidays and started wondering if she was making the right choice because you know sometimes you can't get certain things back so right well over the holidays you remember all the good stuff there were no mixed messages no sex with the ex or anything like that <laughs> see i wanted to know that too i'm glad you asked <laughs> no all right well listen if you guys want to go out again we're buying you know, I actually, as long as you can say that it's completely done and that's what i'm hearing from you that it's done, I would be willing to give you another chance because I understand. I understand what it's like to have okay. an ex who isn't quite ready to let go. I, and I had a really good time with you the first time, so I would love to see you again if you're up for it. Definitely. Definitely. I'd love cool. to. All right. Excellent. Nice. I'll tell you what then. I'm going uh, to put you... Let's set it up with Mark. 
Amanda, if you don't hear from Mark, you just let us know. Yes, <laughs> I'm coming after him. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we'll set it up with Mark. Amanda, thank you for reaching out to us. And Mark, thank you for taking the call and leveling with everyone. Thank you guys for helping me work through this. It, it's sometimes, you know, just you don't know where to go. But thank you. You're very welcome. Take care. That's a great way to kick off the year. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have been out on a first date and you haven't heard back, I have a feeling we're about to get a ton of these calls because we're oh, going yeah. into that online dating frenzy Right, mm-hmm. people get into the beginning of the year. So we would be happy to jump in and run interference and figure out what's going on. You just got to call us 513-749-2320 or shoot us an email. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. And now. Time for this week's extremely uncommon NFL phrases. The Carolina Panthers are 15 and 1, clinched their division, and have home field advantage. The San Francisco 49ers are in last place in their division at 5 and 11. And the Cincinnati Bengals have won just as many games as the New England Patriots. That's this week's extremely uncommon NFL phrases. Hey, that's weird hey. to hear that. <laughs> you live long enough. That's right. You hang in there. Be amazing the things you see in life. Yeah. This is exciting. 821, Jeff and Jen. Cincinnati's Q102. Fritch. Yes. Breakdown for us. Explain to uh, those of us. So obviously, you know, Bengals fans are very keyed and included as to, as to what's going on with the Cincinnati Bengals. But if you happen to be at, at Kroger Sunday afternoon <laughs> or Kenwood Mall. Like so many of you were. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I always think I'm being so clever, like sneaking into Kroger or the man. mall. And, oh, my it's goodness. It's not smart. I'm telling you what. Because I think everybody thinks that, like, oh, well, they're all going to be at the game. Everybody has but the, the same game idea. wasn't even that packed yesterday. I don't even think it was sold out. Unless it ended up selling out at the NDCs. end. That is yeah. fascinating to me. You know what? It is fascinating to me as well. Because I watch these other teams on TV and I get so mad. I feel like our fans, which I am one of, they're just not present a lot. And that really bums me out. You never see this Bay. at Lambeau Field. Right. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Even Denver. I mean, we every, like, as a Cincinnati, and, you know, I was watching the Denver Broncos game last night. Hoping they'd lose. Against the Chargers, <laughs> hoping that they would lose so we could get a first round bye. And they're, they are in there till the end. They are loud. Even when the Bengals played the Broncos, yeah. it's just like. So ah. what is the issue here? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are very fair weather. And just like this weekend, you know, like you were asking, what's the scenario? So the scenario is this. The Bengals are playing the Steelers at home this coming Saturday night at 815. And I will tell you, I have a feeling already that there will be more Steeler fans there than Bengals fans. And you you feel that because when you go online and you look to buy tickets, yes. there are so many tickets available for this game. There are a lot of tickets that are available. I was just telling Jen, I was on that NFL ticket exchange through Ticketmaster or whatever and the cheapest ticket I saw was for like $110 and which is not bad for no, an NFL playoff game they will be bussing them in from Pittsburgh Ugh. you wait and see there'll be those terrible towels just all over the place and that's gonna bum me out too do you think that we're just cheap and we don't like cold weather no I think that we are so used to like and you're gonna hear people talk about this and I hate talking about this stuff but they're gonna be like the organization and we're not good in playoff games and the Steelers have beat us the past three times they've 
come to town in playoffs. And they're just not, you know, optimistic thinkers out there. I did want to throw something at the TV watching the game yesterday when the announcers, all they keep bringing up is our playoff record. Yep. Like, do we have to hear? Do we know. Keep in mind, by the we way, know. one of those sportscasters was Tom Brenneman. And yes, I know, was. and I wanted to kick him. I'm like, come yes. on. But that's their job. Their job is to go on there and say things like that because it's the truth. Well, they can mention it once or twice. Do they have to talk about it every single I don't know. time they no, open but, their mouths? Uh, there is something interesting, though, that when you look in the mirror, we call ourselves a sports town. You know, when we when we refer to ourselves, we go, oh, we're a sports town. We love our Reds. Big red machine. We love our Bengals. But at the end of the day, when you look at the attendance records, yep. outsiders would question whether or not Cincinnati really yeah. is a sports town. And that's the other thing that I think that people forget about this town. I think that people here love to hate on their teams as well. Because in the beginning of the season, Andy Dalton is getting booed. He's getting overlooked. You know, people are going, put McCarron in, put McCarron in. And then he comes out and goes, 8 no. We're all, yay, Andy Dalton. Now that McCarron is playing, after Dalton this hurt, people are going to be going, if we just hit Andy Dalton, we would have won the game. You know, right. stuff like that. And that just bums me out. You need to be a fan. Win, lose, whatever. Represent and, like, you know, be positive and back the team. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, people want to they want to be associated with the winning team. Yes. It's hard to, it's, it's, it's really hard to lose. There's only so many times you can lose before people are like, oh, man. And that's the other thing as a season ticket holder. People are like, I can't believe you're still going. You're still supporting Mike Brown and all of these things. It's like, I enjoy going to the game. I did find it fascinating how quickly we got used to winning, though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, look at the season oh, yeah. that we've had and how yeah. <laughs> how used to it we've got. I mean, we're almost out, you know, a little pissed that we lost four. Yeah. You know, and you look back and all of them were painful, heart-wrenching. That, oh, that Denver yes. game. Yes. Mm. Oh, oh, Houston. What a way to lose a game at Houston. But then they have Arizona. People statistically are saying the past times that the Bengals have been 12 and 4, they went to the Super Bowl both times. So it's like, well, what about that happy news? People yeah. aren't spreading that often. <laughs> Let's focus on that. See, I just want people to be nice, good fans show up to the game root for the team yeah guys let's go buy some tickets be positive especially if you have never been to a you'd be surprised how many people have never been to a Bengals game before Mm -hmm. this is your opportunity to do something not just a, a new thing to do but in in such a season in such a year yeah well, and there are tickets available. And yeah. I just looked at the weather. High on Saturday of 50, low of 39. It's not going to be that cold. That cold. True. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people in this town already feel like we've lost the game on, on Saturday. And we haven't even played. So let's get it together. Well, not us, by <laughs> God. You're the official cheerleader for you. <laughs> Love it. I try to be. Let's wait yeah. and let's see what happens with you Andy's know. thumb today. Right? He is let's getting the cast off. Cross our fingers and hope for a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and if no other it. reason, like, if, yeah. if, if for no other reason, just go to the game so that the, the place isn't filled with Steelers fans. No, yeah. if nothing else. Yes. I, I am telling you, I have a feeling they got trip packages put together to bring them here. Yeah. So, uh, who, can we, who can we call in the building that's got a whole lot of money that can buy up every ticket that's left? Jeff. All right. <laughs> Get, I personally have other plans, but everybody else, you need to go to the games. Yes. Support your Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs>
All right, it's 827, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. And uh, coming up, Camille Cosby may officially, may officially be done. Bill Cosby. The start of a brand new year. Come on, you know the drill. We at least have to do the resolutions. You make any resolutions for New Year's? My New Year's resolution is to do a good deed daily. I always try to make my New Year's resolutions to not gain weight. Every day, I am going to do one thing I have never done before. That, my friends, is my New Year's resolution. Maybe your resolution should be not to make fun of your friends. My New Year's resolution is to learn how to play guitar. Every year, you make us say all this stupid stuff we're going to do and none of us ever do it. It's like I picked the wrong week for smoking. Tim did bring up a good point just now. He said that, you know, it's always that first game of the year, and it doesn't matter if it's the, the Bearcats or the Musketeers, the Reds, the Bengals. Yep. We're always the most optimistic yeah. on that we're gonna first game. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to go to the World Series. This is our year. We're going to win the, you know, March Madness, the, the tournament. Usually three to four weeks in. <laughs> and it fades. We're out. Right. But. <laughs> so if you are historically a disgruntled or negative Bengals fan, Maybe this is the year you remain positive. Yes. Turn it around. We're taking right. a vow to be positive with the Bengals. We are. Because we're sa- excited. At least till Saturday. 12 and 4. <laughs> They're 12 and 4. I know. Yay. Yeah. Right. They're go- and we're due for a win against Today. Pittsburgh at home. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knock Just. it off. Sure. Knock it off. Knock what off? You, we decided. I Don't be a be, cult leader. I need to be positive. Oh, I'll be a Bengals cult oh, leader. Oh, stop <laughs> it already with that. Here's my Kool-Aid. Take a drink. <laughs> All right. 835, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, we got Chris Brown in the news. We got Bill Cosby. But first, let's begin the Sarah Zeters with Miley Cyrus this morning. Yeah, I was kind of excited to hear this over the weekend. Miley Cyrus, Liam Hemsworth might be back together. They were spotted uh, making out and rubbing all over each other at a music festival in Byron Bay, Australia yesterday. They were also hanging out in the VIP section with Liam's brothers, Chris and Luke, and their wives. They spent the entire weekend together. Miley was also at their New Year's party. So now the two of them, if you remember, they met on the set of the 2010 movie, The Last Song. They were engaged in 2012, broke up in 2013. But uh, looks like there might be a little reconciliation in the works. I never thought he would go back to her. You know, there was part of me when I saw him, I don't know, three, four weeks ago being interviewed and he was asked about Miley and he said a lot of really nice things. I mean, there wasn't any kind of animosity or bitterness there. There was no sarcasm. It all seemed very heartfelt and very kind. And I thought that was really cool of him. Because, you know, it's really easy to not say nice things about an ex. And he he was, you know, I kind of thought, huh, wonder if there's a door open there. I just thought she messed up so much and was such a hot mess for so long. And he distanced from it that he would never go back there. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Gave her a few years to mature a little bit. Get it out of her system. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some of the crazy... I think that one of the funniest stories of 2014 happened a couple of weeks ago. 2015 happened a couple of weeks ago when Steve Harvey made that huge mistake while he was hosting the Miss Universe pageant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was one of the greatest moments on television last year. Okay, folks. (laughs) I have to apologize. The first runner-up is Columbia. Miss Universe 2015 is 
Philippines. Philippines takes her first walk as Miss Universe. Look at that. Wow. Yep. He announced Miss Columbia as the winner, but then had to take it back. This is exactly what's on the card. I will take responsibility for this. It was my mistake. It was on the card. Horrible mistake, but the right thing, I can show it to you right here. The first runner up is Columbia. It is my mistake. Still a great night. Please don't For hold it against the ladies. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. We feel so badly, but it's still a great night. Thank you all. Nah, I felt so bad for him, but oh, at the same time, awful. that was just really entertaining television. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, apparently Columbia is still upset about that because during a New Year's Eve celebration, some locals burned an effigy of Steve. <laughs> and another one of the actual winner, Miss Philippines. Philippines. Yeah. The burning of effigies in Latin America is done to try to ward off bad luck in the coming year. Well, and that's kind of crazy because Colombia and, and Philippi, I guess they have a history of hating each other. They do. And it, in, in the pageant world. Mm-hmm. And so it couldn't have happened to two worst countries. Yeah. So I, I guess one of the men involved apologized to anyone who was offended and said that the tradition is to burn dolls of, quote, characters or things that caused controversy in the previous year to begin a new year. Well, why are they burning her? Just burn Steve. She didn't do anything. I'm with you. I don't so, know. I, but I guess it's a pretty common thing to do, although it's assuming that they were so affected by the Miss Universe debacle to make <laughs> one of Steve. And then the best part of it was that they, we found out later that Steve was signing this multi-year deal. Oh, God. <laughs> he's coming back. He's coming back. They're welcoming yeah. him back. Yeah. Isn't that great? Jeez. I mean, what are the odds he's going to mess it up again, though? He's I mean, be he better quadruple careful. check. You know? I'll say it again. I think maybe possibly Kardashian-style PR stunt. I mean, how often do we talk about the Miss Universe pageant? I can't remember ever talking ever, about it. Ever, yeah. Well, and I wonder, too, if the same thing had happened to Miss America, Miss USA in the pageant, would we have been as upset as Columbia? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. Here's so. I think it's cool, care, though, however. like Steve Harvey took responsibility for it, Absolutely. even though, and they, they showed the card, and you know who wrote the card was former Miss South Carolina. I personally believe that U.S. Americans she wrote are it. unable to well, do so yeah. because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. God bless her. And when you don't have maps. I wonder yeah. what she's up to these days. I should look <laughs> her up. I wonder if she knows where the Philippines and Colombia are. She's, she's doing voice work for GPS systems. <laughs> yes. I personally believe you should turn left right now. What else do we have this morning? Uh, well, Bill Cosby has not said much publicly over the past few years, but he did tweet a quick message to his supporters last week. It said, friends and fans, thank you. Short, simple, to the point. Before that, he was charged with allegedly drugging and sexually assaulting a woman at his home in Pennsylvania 12 years ago. It's the first time he's actually faced charges. He was released on $1 million bail. So he could be looking at 5 to 10 years behind bars and a $25,000 fine. His next hearing is scheduled for January 14th. Now, a judge has ruled that his wife, Camille 
has to give a deposition in a lawsuit brought by seven women who claim that he sexually abused them decades ago. So his wife is going to have to talk about it. And the New York Post is claiming that Camille is upset and humiliated, understandably, and she doesn't want to defend him anymore. Now, so sources who know her are saying this, that she said, this is what she supposedly said. My husband doesn't deserve jail, but he does deserve every bit of the hell he's going through now, even though he's still pretending that this hell doesn't exist. Right. Wow. You know, I, I can't imagine being her. And, and how does she stay with him? That's what, what I want to know. The story there. Yeah, like, does she, does she believe... He's does innocent. she believe that he's innocent or does she think he's just been misunderstood, that this is all some massive misunderstanding or that boys, does she have the attitude that boys will be boys? I, I just want like five minutes with her. Is her relationship with Bill in some way, shape or form abusive? Is he a super controlling husband? Has he threatened her? You know, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe she was like one of those people that just went into this situation and they had an open relationship and she didn't think that he was doing these kinds Mm -hmm. of things and she doesn't believe it. Or maybe Camille is drugged right now and has been for years. You know what? He's been in her morning coffee. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, this morning, Chris Brown has been accused of punching a woman, this time in Las Vegas, just this past weekend. The woman's name is Lizanne Gutierrez, and she says she was at a party that Chris threw in a hotel room on Friday night. Early Saturday morning, she tried to take a picture of Chris with her phone, and he beat her up and took it. Then he had her tossed from the room. She posted a picture of what looks like a small bruise under her eye. A rep for Chris says that he never touched Lizanne and that she was booted from the party for being out of control and simply wants revenge. Police are investigating, but they have not had a chance to talk to Chris yet. Meanwhile, Chris, for his part, has posted a video saying Lizanne is simply looking for a payday. Obviously, somebody is looking to get a check or start some I don't know this old-looking This bitch is old, like, dusty. Look at her in the Jason DeVarillo's video. Like, she came to Vegas. She probably came to my room. It was too ugly to get in. Classy. Yep. That's awful. He's just an awful human. So mature. That's your latest team news. We'll have more for you coming up after 9 o'clock with Jeff and Jen here at Q102. First. Cincinnati's Q102. Jeff and Jen morning show. It's 851. Looking at a few leftover scattered snow showers with uh, very minor accumulation. Nothing uh, of, of significance expected. Less than half an inch if we even see that register. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies this afternoon. We'll see a high around 31. Right now, it's 28 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. Is Hoda ready? She is. She's there. Nice. All right. She is the co-host of the fourth hour of the Today Show with Kathy Lee Gifford on Channel 5 every morning. And she's got a brand new book out called Where We Belong. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, Hoda Kotb. Woo-hoo. 
Hi, kids. How are you? How are we doing? Who's there? Jeff, Jen, who else? We got Jeff, Jen, and then uh, Fritch is our producer who booked it. She's she's here. Hello. Oh, cool. And then Tim is the newest addition of the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. Hey, good morning. I got wine right now. Hello. My wine. Just in in honor of you. Thank you. Yeah, that is really cool. We watch that every morning, and we're so envious that you get to get drunk on the job. I know. What is that? How did that even happen? Yeah, that's, that's what we wanted to question. ask you. How did that happen? How did we make that happen here? All right. This is how you make it happen. Right. First, you have to invite Chelsea Handler on the show, and she has to have a book coming out that's called Hello Vodka, It's Me, Chelsea. And then you have to ask your producers this, hey, it's a little joke. Should we bring some you know, vodka drinks? It'd be kind of funny. So we did that. And then a week later, we had Brooke Shields on, and she said, she sat down and she said, where's mine? When we were on the show, and I go, we go, where's your what? She goes, where's my drink? And we go, what? She goes, oh, we saw you got Chelsea something. Where's mine? So then the prop guy came out and looked in the back and brought her something. And then, you know, then one by one, it just kind of morphed into, uh, Turned into you a know, thing. Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, baby. I like that because I watch. I'm like, you know, I love to drink as much as the next guy, but that's a little early in the morning even for me. It is, but you know what? Here's what we do. I mean, truth be told, we just we sort of sip it a little bit and we make we just want that sort of come and have a party with us. And so we offer it up. Sometimes the guests have a sip. Sometimes they don't, you know, and um, it just it's just to make everyone feel like let's let's have some fun. This is where you can let your hair down a little bit. If we ever have you live in the studio, we're going to have some ready for you. We want to make sure that you're taking care of. We'll have like a full bar yeah. stock here. Um, done. You know, what, what is it like for you? You do the fourth hour of the Today Show. What is that in terms of like getting up in the morning? Obviously, you're not getting up as early as Matt and Savannah. But what is your typical routine like in the morning? for Hoda Kotb um, and Kathy I, Lee. I do a, you know what, I do a 4 a.m. wake up. Uh, just, 4 a.m.? I, I know. It's a little, here's the deal, because I'm supposed to be in uh, the makeup and hair chair around 6, just because of the conga line. And between 4 and 6, usually I, I like to have a little drill I do every morning because it sort of gets me in the right vibe. So I get up at 4 and walk the dog and do that kind of stuff. And... I started doing this a year ago. I started scribbling in a journal in the morning that, and, and I would write down three things, specific things, little things that I'm grateful for. Not like the sunrise and my mother, but things that are like, thanks to the guy who held the door when he had 17 bags in his hands and he managed to, you know, let me through, uh, you know, grateful for X, Y, and Z. And then I write um, something great that happened in the last 24 hours. And what I've learned writing that stuff down is, it's weird what happens to your brain because mm-hmm. you're thinking about, instead of thinking about, oh, my God, I have this huge day. Oh, my God, we have that. Ugh, this is going to be a nightmare. You literally start off almost reprogramming a little bit. So I get, I get going that way, and then I do a little bit of a workout in the gym, like 30 minutes, which sometimes amounts to socializing with the other weirdos in the gym at that hour <laughs> and right. sitting around, but I do a little. And then I go in, and um, and we have meetings in the morning, and we talk about what we're going to talk about, and then we don't talk about that stuff. And you know. Now, how does that work? Do, do they do they limo you to the studio? Do they pick you up at home, or do you take a subway? Like, How, how does Hoda Kotb get to work every morning? Um, they pick us up. You know, it is 4, a.m., 4 or 5. It's a little, you know, it's not always the best time to be hopping in the in the subway in New York at that hour. Yeah, they right. come by and they send a car. I think it's mainly to make sure you get show up for work. They don't want any oh, yeah. excuses. 
So they send somebody, they have someone meet you when you arrive to make sure that you're checked in and, you know, we know all of our people are present and accounted for, so no one slept in and missed their shift kind of thing. And, um, yeah, and they all, everyone kind of staggers their, their, the time they come in so everyone can go through the process together. And we have our meetings in the makeup room and, you know, we bring our, our crew in and we talk about segments and the chat and Boy, you know, i'll tell you what the ideas. chemistry between you and kathy uh, and i'll be honest so like, like when you first went on the air I, w- I was like i don't know about these two but you yeah. really have just taken the ball and run with it you guys are the most popular duo on television i was watching you guys on new year's eve you're fantastic <laughs> you know what you know what's so funny we we both we we knew we, we really loved each other we met and we liked each other so much but we, you know how you're not quite sure if it'll work on TV. Right. We, we had a we had a great lunch. We laughed. She, we were at the Rainbow Room, and we literally shut it down. We weren't there from lunch until they were clearing out for the dinner crowd. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> she got up and she sang at the table. <laughs> and it was like my favorite thing ever. Wow. I believe what I was witnessing. I was like, this is so amazing. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. great. How many, we loved her. How many glasses? Yeah, how many cocktails yeah, I mean, did you at that point? Yeah. We yeah. talked about, like, she lost her dad, I lost mine. We talked about our love of, you know, family and all. Like, it was just one of those, you know, all, it went, it covered the gamut. And when we were done, we both said, like, you know what? We will be good friends no matter what. I mean, we hope that there's a, there could be a show that comes out of it because mm-hmm. Kath hadn't been in, back in television in a while after Regis. Yeah. And um, and we convinced her to come on, and she did it. Well, and friendships aren't just fortunate. The good times, I mean, through the tough times as well. Of course, Kathy yeah. Lee losing her husband earlier this year, and that must have you know been such grace. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, the way that she was handled. handled that so beautifully. She was, she's really. I mean, she's a remarkable human being. I remember the day that he passed, and um, it happened. It happened to have fallen on my birthday, so I, I was flying home from, from you know, a, a little weekend thing. And I, when I landed, I looked on my phone, and I saw, you know, happy birthday, happy birthday for my brother, my sister. And I saw this text from Kath, and it said something like, Frank's gone to the Lord. And I was like, wait, what? You know, it just didn't make sense, because he was, I just had just seen him. Everything seemed fine. Right. And, um... She, I called her and she said, look, I'm fine. Don't bother coming out here. But, you know, Frank passed away this morning and it was sudden and he was getting ready for church and, you know, all that stuff. And I hung up the phone and I asked the, I, I asked the cab driver, I said, just take me to Connecticut. And I, I walked into her backyard and she was standing there. Her back was to me and she turned around and she said, I'm so glad you don't listen to me. Oh, oh, were you sobbing? and, And yeah. And you know, what's funny. I was really, I was upset and she was, I was, I felt, because you know, when you hurt when your friend is in pain and I looked at her and she said, Frank's death is not a tragedy. She said, a five-year-old with cancer is a tragedy. She said, Frank was in the Hall of Fame in sports and in broadcasting. He won every award that's a, that, that there is imaginable. He had an incredible family who loved him and cherished him. He has kids who worship him and she said, no, Frank's life is not a tragedy. It, it's a triumph. And I looked at her and I thought, wow, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's something. Amazing. Anyway, she really, um, she showed up for work and I have a friend who lost somebody and she said she looked up on the screen and saw that Kathy Lee showed up for work after Frank had passed. And she said, if Kathy Lee can show up, I can show up. And she came in too. Yeah. And I thought, you know, you know, she's really, some people show you their, some people tell you about their strength and then some people show you. And she's a shower. She's incredible. It's brilliant. Yeah.
Let's talk about your book here, Where We Belong, Journeys That Show Us the Way. What inspired this, Hoda? I think it was, you know, sometimes we're all looking for the right fit in our life, whether it's professionally or personally or spiritually or, you know, even physically, like where we live. And this is a book about people who found that, that place, the sweet spot, the place where they were meant to be their whole life. And um, they took a risk. And they, some of them were doing something else and said, you know what, I'm going to risk it. And I'm going to try to do that thing that I know I was, that was destiny for me. And it shows that there are choices in life even when you think there may not be. I mean, these are not, you know, a lot of these people are not of means. They don't have lots of resources, but they made a, they made a tough choice that ended up being the best choice. And, um, you know, it, they found where they belonged. And I think it just it made you realize, like, for all of us, we can recalibrate a little bit and take a look because sometimes you think life happens to you you know you go to a school because it happens to be near your house and you meet a cute guy because he lived across the street and you get a job because it happened to be a mile away and they had an opening and before you know it there's your life and you know you're not sure if you chose it or it just sort of happened because it was the path of least resistance and these people all sort of really focused in on what was the right spot for them in the right and spot. It. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not necessarily what you're good at. It's more about what you're passionate because you you are amazing in your job, but it's not what you really felt is where you belong. Right. I mean, I I I mean, I always thought I would be around kids whether having my own kids or or being part of or being part of something with kids, teaching or something. Um and it just didn't you know, the the having kids didn't work out for, you know, reasons that life happens. But um, but I always thought and still think that in in that next chapter of my life, I will find that part, too. And what, you know, I was thinking about open, opening a summer camp for kids or something like that. Um, but uh, so so I think for all of us, we have different chapters in our lives, you know, different times in our lives when we're trying to um, find the sweet spot. And I just don't think it's ever too late. You know, to find what you're passionate about. And you cover, you know, people who are known, people who aren't so well known. Uh, You interview celebrities uh, such as producer Mark Burnett. Are these people that are included in the book? Roma Downey, Margaret Cho, Layla Ali? Yep. They're all, yeah, they're all in there. Um, We talked to all of them because they sort of add a different, um, they add a different perspective. They're, They're kind of the shorter chapters, more the kind of pacer kind of chapters. But they all found their spot, you know, Mark Burnett and Roma Downey. I mean, Mark was, you know, he's the, the brains behind The Voice and, you know, Survivor and all those shows. And then he really went down kind of the spiritual route. And Roma talks about how she sort of guided him down that road and and how how their lives have changed, has, have changed as a result of it. And Layla Ali, you know, didn't tell anybody she was Muhammad Ali's kid. She was like a manicurist, didn't mm-hmm. tell a soul. Mm-hmm. She, she wanted to box. And she was like, is it weird if I do that? Do people think I'm following them? But I love it, you know. And she, so she ended up going down that path for part of her life and felt like she really connected. Anyway, so they're all, you know, they're, they're, I think there's a little something for everyone. Uh, hold a copy. Where We Belong. Journeys that show us the way. Pick up a copy of the book. It's available wherever books are sold. And uh, be sure to catch her. You're going to be on uh, this morning, I assume, right? You'll be you got uh, on it. television. Channel 5. <laughs> She's got to get dressed. So we'll see you in the fourth hour of the Today Show with your co-host, Kathy Lee Gifford. Hoda Copy. Uh, welcome to the Jeff and Jen Morning Show for the first time. Thank you for coming on, and please come back on Thanks, again. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you for Hoda. having me. You got it. Take care. Hoda. Yeah, she was like, I got to go. <laughs>
I know. She's so down earth and real. She's so chatty, though. I love that. I just love her. I would have just let her go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the book is actually very cool. I've been flipping through it and reading little bits and pieces, so... Yeah, it's fine. It's her third book she's written in the past two years. Yep. She's an author. That's crazy. She's a best-selling, a Times best-selling oh, yeah. author. So it's neat stuff. Yep. It was cool, though, how she was saying, you know, how she went to Connecticut, went to go visit Kathy Lee and, you know, stood out there in the backyard and there she was. And they had that. I mean, they really seem like they're tight. They're really good friends. They love each other. They genuinely like each other. And then chemistry shows on the air. Sweet. They were hysterical. And did you see, catch any of them on New Year's uh-uh. Eve? I caught the rerun of it because, you know, on the West Coast, you're seeing everything sort of in right. rerun. And then they run it again later on. And, of course, you know, they looked hammered. <laughs> you would expect them to be. Right. <laughs> 904, Jeff and Jensen. And when. Q. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Presented by Pure Romance. Host your parties today. Visit pureromance.com. <laughs> <laughs> You know the drill. We at least have to do the resolutions. You make any resolutions for New Year's? My New Year's resolution is to do a good deed daily. I always try to make my New Year's resolution to not gain weight. Every day, I am going to do one thing I have never done before. That, my friends, is my New Year's resolution. Maybe your resolution should be not to make fun of your friends. My New Year's resolution is to learn how to play guitar. Every year, you make us say all this stupid stuff we're going to do and none of us ever do it. It's like I picked the wrong week for smoking. Tim did bring up a good point just now. He said that, you know, it's always that first game of the year, and it doesn't matter if it's the the Bearcats or the Musketeers, the Reds, the Bengals. Yep. We're always the most optimistic yeah. on that we're first gonna game. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to go to the World Series. This is our year. We're going to win the, you know, March Madness, the, the tournament. Usually three to four weeks in. <laughs> and it fades. We're out. Right. <laughs> so if you are historically a disgruntled or negative Bengals fan, Maybe this is the year you remain positive. Turn it around. We're taking a vow to be positive with the Bengals. We are. We're excited. At least till Saturday. 12 and 4. (laughs) They're 12 and 4. I know. Yay. And we're due for a win against Pittsburgh at home. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Knock it off. Sure. Knock it off. Knock what off? You, we decided. I Don't be a cult leader. We're going to be positive. Oh, I'll be a Bengals cult Oh, <laughs> stop it already with that. Here's my Kool-Aid. Take a drink. <laughs> All right. 835, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, we got Chris Brown in the news. We got Bill Cosby. But first, let's begin this hour's eaters with Miley Cyrus this morning. Yeah, I was kind of excited to hear this over the weekend. Miley Cyrus, Liam Hemsworth might be back together. They were spotted uh, making out and rubbing all over each other at a music festival in Byron Bay, Australia yesterday. They were also hanging out in the VIP section with Liam's brothers, Chris and Luke, and their wives. They spent the entire weekend together. Miley was also at their New Year's party. So now the two of them, if you remember, they met on the set of the 2010 movie, The Last Song. They were engaged in 2012, broke up in 2013. But uh, looks like there might be a little reconciliation in the works. I never thought he would go back to her. Yeah, there was part of me when I saw him, I don't know, three, four weeks ago being interviewed and he was asked about Miley and he said a lot of really nice things. I mean, there wasn't any kind of animosity or bitterness there. There was no sarcasm. It all seemed very heartfelt and very kind. And I thought that was really cool of him. 
because, you know, it's really easy to not say nice things about an ex. And he he was, you know, I kind of thought, huh, wonder if there's a door open there. I just thought she messed up so much and was such a hot mess for so long. And he distanced from it that he would never go back there. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Gave her a few years to mature a little bit. Get it out of her system. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some of the crazy... I think that one of the funniest stories of 2014 happened a couple of weeks ago. 2015 happened a couple of weeks ago when Steve Harvey made that huge mistake while he was hosting oh. the Miss Universe pageant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was one of the greatest moments on television last year. Okay, folks. I have to apologize. The first runner up is Columbia. Miss Universe 2015. It's Philippines. Philippines take your first walk as Miss Universe. Look at that. Wow. Yep. He announced Miss Columbia as the winner, but then had to take it back. This is exactly what's on the card. I will take responsibility for this. It was my mistake. It was on the card. Horrible mistake. But the right thing, I can show it to you right here. The first runner-up is Columbia. It is my mistake. Still a great night. Please don't For hold it against the ladies. Yeah. Please don't. We feel so badly, but it's still a great night. Thank you all. Nah, I felt so bad for him, but oh, at the same time, awful. that was just really entertaining television. <laughs> Uh, Well, apparently Columbia is still upset about that because during a New Year's Eve celebration, some locals burned an effigy of Steve. (laughs) And another one of the actual winner, Miss Philippines. Yeah. The burning of effigies in Latin America is done to try to ward off bad luck in the coming year. Well, and that's kind of crazy because Colombia and, and Philippines, I guess they have a history of hating each other. They do. And it, in, in the pageant world. Mm-hmm. And so it couldn't have happened to two worst countries. Yeah. So I, I guess one of the men involved apologized to anyone who was offended and said that the tradition is to burn dolls of, quote, characters or things that caused controversy in the previous year to begin a new year. Well, why are they burning her? Just burn Steve. She didn't do anything. I'm with you. I don't so, know. I, but I guess it's a pretty common thing to do, although it's assuming that they were so affected by the Miss Universe debacle to make <laughs> one of Steve. And then the best part of it was that they we found out later that Steve was signing this multi-year deal. Oh, God. <laughs> he's coming back. Though. He's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Him back. Yeah. Isn't that great? Jeez. I mean, what are the odds he's going to mess it up again, though? He's I mean, be he better super quadruple careful. check. You know? I'll say it again. I think maybe possibly Kardashian-style PR stunt. I mean, how often do we talk about the Miss Universe pageant? I can't remember ever talking ever, about Ever, yeah. Well, and I wonder, too, if the same thing had happened to Miss America, Miss USA in the pageant, would we have been as upset as Columbia? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. Here's so I think it's cool, scary, though, however. like Steve Harvey took responsibility for it, Absolutely. even though, and they, they showed the card... And you know who wrote the card was former Miss South Carolina. I personally believe that U.S. Americans she wrote are it. unable to well, do so yeah. now it all because makes sense. Uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's right. God bless her. And when yeah. you don't have maps. I wonder yes. what she's up to these days. I should look <laughs> her up. I wonder if she knows where the Philippines and Colombia are. She's, she's doing voice work for GPS systems. <laughs> yes. I personally believe you should turn left right now. <laughs> what else do we have this morning? Uh, well, Bill Cosby has not said much publicly over the past few years, but he did tweet a quick message to his supporters last week. It said, friends and fans, thank you. Short, simple, to the point. Before that, he was charged with allegedly drugging and sexually assaulting a woman at his home in Pennsylvania 12 years ago. It's the first time he's actually faced charges. He was released on $1 million bail. So he could be looking at five to ten years behind bars and a $25,000 fine. His next hearing is scheduled for January 14th. Now, a judge has ruled that his wife, Camille, has to give a deposition in a lawsuit brought by seven women who claim that he sexually abused them decades ago. So his wife is going to have to talk about it. And the New York Post is claiming that Camille is upset and humiliated, understandably, and she doesn't want to defend him anymore. Now, so sources who know her are saying this, that she said, this is what she supposedly said. My husband doesn't deserve jail, but he does deserve every bit of the hell he's going through now, even though he's still pretending that this hell doesn't exist. Right. Wow. You know, I, I can't imagine being her. And, and how does she stay with him? That's what, what I want to know. The story there. Yeah, like... Does she does she believe he's does innocent. she believe that he's innocent, or does she think he's just been misunderstood? That this is all some massive misunderstanding, or that boys does she have the attitude that boys will be boys? I, I just want like five minutes with her. Is her relationship with Bill in some way, shape, or form? Abusive? Is he a super controlling husband? Has he threatened her? You know, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe she was like one of those people that just went into this situation and they had an open relationship and she didn't think that he was doing these kinds Mm -hmm. of things and she doesn't believe it. Or maybe Camille is drugged right now and has been for years. You know what? You never know. In her morning coffee. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, this morning, Chris Brown has been accused of punching a woman, this time in Las Vegas. Just this past weekend, the woman's name is Lazanga Terras, and she says she was at a party that Chris threw in a hotel room on Friday night. Early Saturday morning, she tried to take a picture of Chris with her phone, and he beat her up and took it. Then he had her tossed from the room. She posted a picture of what looks like a small bruise under her eye, A rep for Chris says that he never touched Lizanne and that she was booted from the party for being out of control and simply wants revenge. Police are investigating, but they have not had a chance to talk to Chris yet. Meanwhile, Chris, for his part, has posted a video saying Lizanne is simply looking for a payday. Obviously, somebody is looking to get a check or start some I don't know this old-looking This bitch is old, like, dusty. Look at her in the Jason Derulo video. Like, she came to Vegas. She probably came to my room. It was too ugly to get in. Classy. Yeah, that's awful. He's just an awful human. So mature. That's your latest E News. We'll have more for you coming up after 9 o'clock with Jeff and Jen here at Q102. Q! First. 
Cincinnati's Q102, Jeff and Jen Morning Show. It's 8.51, looking at a few leftover scattered snow showers with uh, very minor accumulation, nothing uh, of, of significance expected. Less than half an inch if we even see that register. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies this afternoon. We'll see a high around 31. Right now, it's 28 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. Is Hoda ready? She is. She's there. All right. She is the co-host of the fourth hour of the Today Show with Kathy Lee Gifford on Channel 5 every morning. And she's got a brand new book out called Where We Belong. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, Hoda Kotby. Hi, kids. How Good are you? Morning, How are we doing? Who's there? Jeff, Jen, who else? We got Jeff, Jen, and then uh, Fritch is our producer who booked it. She's she's here. Hello. And, oh, cool. And then Hello. Tim is the newest addition of the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. Hey, good morning. I got wine right Hello. now. My wine, just in honor, in honor of you. Thank you. Yeah, that is really cool. We watch that every morning, and we're so envious that you get to get drunk on the job. I know. What is that? How did that even happen? Yeah, that's, that's what we wanted to question. ask you. How did that happen? How oh. do we make that happen here? All right, this is how you make it happen. Right. First, you have to invite Chelsea Handler on the show, and she has to have a book coming out that's called Hello Vodka, It's Me, Chelsea. And then you have to ask your producers, is, hey, it's a little joke. Should we bring some you know, vodka drinks? It'd be kind of funny. So we did that. And then a week later, we had Brooke Shields on, and she said, she sat down and she said, where's mine? When we were on the show, and I go, we go, where's your what? She goes, where's my drink? And we go, what? <laughs> she goes, oh, we saw you got Chelsea something. Where's mine? So then the prop guy came out and looked in the back and brought her something. And then, you know, then one by one, it just kind of morphed into, uh, Turned into you a know, thing. Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, baby. I like that because I watch. I'm like, you know, I love to drink as much as the next guy, but that's a little early in the morning, even for me. It is, but you know what? Here's what we do. I mean, truth be told, we just we sort of sip it a little bit, and we make we just want that sort of come and have a party with us, and so we offer it up. Sometimes the guests have a sip, sometimes they don't. You know, and um, it just it's just to make everyone feel like let's let's have some fun. This is where you can let your hair down a little bit. If we ever have you live in the studio, we're going to have some ready for you. We want to make sure that you're taken <laughs> care of. We'll have like a full bar yes. stock here. <laughs> Easily um, done. You know what? What is it like for you? You do the fourth hour of the Today Show. What is that in terms of like getting up in the morning? Obviously, you're not getting up as early as Matt and Savannah. But what is your typical routine like in the morning for Hoda Kotb um, and Kathy I- Lee? I do a, you know what, I do a 4 a.m. wake up. Uh, just, 4 a.m.? I, I know. It's a little, here's the deal, because I'm supposed to be in uh, the makeup and hair chair around 6, just because of the conga line. And between 4 and 6, usually I, I like to have a little drill I do every morning because it sort of gets me in the right vibe. So I get up at 4 and walk the dog and do that kind of stuff. And I started doing this a year ago. I started scribbling in a journal in the morning. That, and, and I would write down three things, specific things, little things that I'm grateful for. Not like the sunrise and my mother, but things that are like, thanks to the guy who held the door when he had 17 bags in his hands and he managed to, you know, let me through. Uh, you know, grateful for X, Y, and Z. And then I write um, something great that happened in the last 24 hours. And what I've learned writing that stuff down is it's weird what happens to your brain. Because you're thinking about, instead of thinking about, oh, my God, I have this huge day. Oh, my God, we have that. Ugh, this is going to be a nightmare. You literally start off almost reprogramming a little bit. So I get I get going that way, and then I do a little bit of a workout in the gym, like 30 minutes. 
which sometimes amounts to socializing with the other weirdos in the gym at that hour and running <laughs> right. around, but I do a little. And then I go in and um, and we have meetings in the morning and we talk about what we're going to talk about and then we don't talk about that stuff. And you know. Now, how does that work? Do, do they do they limo you to the studio? Do they pick you up at home or do you take a subway? Like, How, how does Hoda Kotb get to work every morning? Um, they pick us up. You know, it is 4, a. It's 4 or 5. It's a little, you know, it's not always the best time to be hopping in the in the subway in New York at that hour. Yeah, they right. come by and they send a car. I think it's mainly to make sure you get to show up for work. They don't want oh, any yeah. excuses. <laughs> so they send somebody, they have someone meet you when you arrive to make sure that you're checked in and, you know, we know all of our people are present and accounted for so no one slept in and missed their shift kind of thing. And, um, yeah, and they all, everyone kind of staggers their their the time they come in so everyone can go through the process together. And we have our meetings in the makeup room and, you know, we bring our, our crew in and we talk about segments and the chat. And, Boy, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, the ideas. chemistry between you and Kathy, and I'll be it's honest, so like, like when you first went on the air, I was, I was like, I don't know about these two, but you yeah. really have just taken the ball and run with it. You guys are the most popular duo on television. I was watching you guys on New Year's Eve. You're fantastic. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's so funny? We, we both, we, we knew we, we really loved each other. We met and we liked each other so much. But we, you know how you're not quite sure if it'll work on TV. Right. We, we had a we had a great lunch. We laughed. She, we were at the Rainbow Room, and we literally shut it down. We weren't there from lunch until they were clearing out for the dinner crowd. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> she got up and she sang at the table. <laughs> and it was like my favorite thing ever. Wow. I believe what I was witnessing. I was like, this is so amazing. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. great. How many, we loved her. How many we glasses? Yeah, how many cocktails talked about like she lost her dad, I lost mine. We talked about our love of, you know, family and all. Like it was just one of those you know, all it went it covered the gamut. And when we were done, we both said like, you know what? We will be good friends no matter what. I mean, we hope that there's a, there could be a show that comes out of it because Kath mm-hmm. hadn't been in, back in television in a while after Regis. Yeah. And um, and we convinced her to come on, and she did it. Well, and friendships aren't just forged the good times. I mean, through the tough times as well. Of course, Kathy yeah. Lee losing her husband earlier this year, and that must have you know been such grace. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, the way that she was handled. handled that so beautifully. She was, she's really. I mean, she's a remarkable human being. I remember the day that he passed, and um, it happened. It happened to have fallen on my birthday, so I, I was flying home from, from you know, a, a little weekend thing. And I, when I landed, I looked on my phone, and I saw, you know, happy birthday, happy birthday for my brother, my sister. And I saw this text from Kath, and it said something like, Frank's gone to the Lord. And I was like, wait, what? You know, it just didn't make sense, because he was, I just had just seen him, everything seemed fine. Right. And, um... She, I called her and she said, look, I'm fine. Don't bother coming out here. But, you know, Frank passed away this morning and it was sudden and he was getting ready for church and, you know, all that stuff. And I hung up the phone and I asked the, I, I asked the cab driver, I said, just take me to Connecticut. And I, I walked into her backyard and she was standing there. Her back was to me and she turned around and she said, I'm so glad you don't listen to me. Oh, were you sobbing? And yeah. And you know, what's funny. I was really, I was upset and she was, I was, I felt, because you know, when you hurt when your friend is in pain and I looked at her and she said, Frank's death is not a tragedy. She said, a five-year-old with cancer is a tragedy. She said, Frank was in the Hall of Fame in sports and in broadcasting. He won every award that's a, that, that there is imaginable. He had an incredible family who loved him and cherished him. He has kids who worshiped him and she said, no, Frank's life is not a tragedy. It, it's a triumph. 
And I looked at her and I thought, wow, that's 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 something. Anyway, she really, um, she showed up for work and I have a friend who lost somebody and she said she looked up on the screen and saw that Kathy Lee showed up for work after Frank had passed and she said, if Kathy Lee can show up, I can show up. And she came in too. And I thought, you know, you know, she's really, some people show you their, some people tell you about their strength and then some people show you. And she's a shower. She shows. Incredible. It's brilliant. Let's talk about your book here, Where We Belong, Journeys That Show Us the Way. What inspired this, Hoda? I think it was, you know, sometimes we're all looking for the right fit in our life, whether it's professionally or personally or spiritually or, you know, even physically, like where we live. And this is a book about people who found that, that place, the sweet spot, the place where they were meant to be their whole life. And um, they took a risk. And they, some of them were doing something else and said, you know what, I'm going to risk it. And I'm going to try to do that thing that I know I was, that was destiny for me. And it shows that there are choices in life even when you think there may not be. I mean, these are not, you know, a lot of these people are not of means. They don't have lots of resources, but they made a, they made a tough choice that ended up being the best choice. And, um, you know, it, they found where they belonged. And I think it just it made you realize, like, for all of us, we can recalibrate a little bit and take a look because sometimes you think life happens to you you know you go to a school because it happens to be near your house and you meet a cute guy because he lived across the street and you get a job because it happened to be a mile away and they had an opening and before you know it there's your life and you know you're not sure if you chose it or it just sort of happened because it was the path of least resistance and these people all sort of really focused in on what was the right spot for them and the right and spot, it. yeah, it's, it's yeah. not necessarily what you're good at. It's more about what you're passionate because you, you are amazing in your job, but it's not what you really felt is where you belong. Right. I mean, I, 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 mean, I always thought I would be around kids, whether having my own kids or, or, being, part of, or being part of something with kids, teaching or something. Um, and it just didn't, you know, the, the having kids didn't work out for, you know, reasons that life happens. But... Um, but I always thought and still think that in, in that next chapter of my life, I will find that part too. And what, you know, I was thinking about open, opening a summer camp for kids or something like that. Um, but, uh, so, so I think for all of us, we have different chapters in our lives, you know, different times in our lives when we're trying to, um, find the sweet spot. And I just don't think it's ever too late, you know, mm-hmm. to find what you're passionate about. And you cover, you know, people who are known, people who aren't so well known. Uh, yeah. You interview celebrities uh, such as producer Mark Burnett. Are these people that are included in the book? Roma Downey, Margaret Cho, Layla Ali. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, they're all in there. Um, we talked to all of them because they they sort of add a different. Um, they add a different perspective. They're they're kind of the shorter chapters, more the kind of pacer kind of chapters. But they all found their spot, you know, Mark Burnett and Roma Downey. I mean, Mark was, you know, he's the, the brains behind The Voice and, you know, Survivor and all those shows. And then he really went down kind of the spiritual route. And Roma talks about how she sort of guided him down that road and, and how, how their lives have, cha- has, have changed as a result of it. And Layla Ali, you know, didn't tell anybody she was Muhammad Ali's kid. She was like a manicurist, didn't mm-hmm. tell a soul. Mm-hmm. She, she wanted to box, and she was like, is it weird if I do that? Do people think I'm following them? But I love it, you know, and she, so she ended up going down that path for part of her life and felt like she really connected. Anyway, so they're all, you know, they're, they're, I think there's a little something for everyone. 
Uh, hold a copy. Where We Belong. Journeys that show us the way. Pick up a copy of the book. It's available wherever books are sold. And uh, be sure to catch her. You'll be on uh, this morning, I assume, right? You'll be you got uh, on it. television. Got to get Channel 5. She's got to get dressed. So we'll see you in the fourth hour of the Today Show with your co-host, Kathy Lee Gifford. Hold a copy. Uh, welcome to the Jeff and Jen Morning Show for the first time. Thank you for coming on. And please come back on Thanks, again. Guys. Thank Thanks, guys. Thank you for having Oda. me. You got it. Take care. Oda. Yeah, she's like, I gotta go. <laughs> I know. She's so down she's so real. chatty, though. I love I know, that. I just love her. Oh, I would have just let her go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the book is actually very cool. I've been flipping through it and reading little bits and pieces, so. Yeah, it's fine. It's her third book she's written in the past two years. Yep. She's an author. That's crazy. She's a best-selling, a Times best-selling oh, yeah. author, so it's neat stuff. Yeah. That was cool, though, how she was saying, you know, how she went to Connecticut, went to go visit Kathy Lee, and... You know, stood out there in the backyard, and there she was, and they had that. I mean, they really seem like they're tight. They're really good friends. They love each other. They genuinely like each other, and then chemistry shows on the air. Sweet. They were hysterical. And did you see catch any of them on New Year's uh-uh. Eve? I caught the rerun of it because you know, on the West Coast, you're seeing everything sort of in right. rerun, and then they run it again later on. And of course, you know, they looked hammered. <laughs> you would expect them to be right. Nine oh four, Jeff and Jensen, and when. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Presented by Pure Romance. Host your parties today. Visit pureromance.com. <laughs> Stay tuned for 60-second AP News headlines. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.